0: Rewind Football Fantasy (laughs) Fantasy Football Rewind Welcome back, everybody. Fantasy football rewind, hour two. Right here ahead of us, as Dan mentioned uh, in the last section, there obviously a lot of injuries, a lot of things going on here in the NFL. To get you caught up on the Dalvin Cook one, certainly not encouraging. Fear about the ACL, fear about that MRI. The Mariota one, if joining us too, that return was, you know, pretty forward. Cool. Looks like he's going to go under MRI on Monday as well. Derek Carr. Obviously, in that one, twisted his ankle, uh, twisted awkwardly, and bad sack there. E.J. Manuel came in afterwards, and look, it's just uh, another MRI for Derek Carr. It's like an MRI, (laughs) like just MRI fest. Tomorrow, Basically, Monday is going to be MRI day in the NFL. If you continue to go through all these, we talked about Julio Jones, who left the game in the second quarter. That was not good. We talked about Odell Beckham. Also, he had a little injury to his ankle. He examined examin- off the field. He was helped off the field, but then came back. So that's uh, you can breathe a sigh of relief there on that one. But really, I mean, when you come away with this, I think the biggest one of the day, Dan, the scariest one for, I think, fantasy owners right now has got to be Dalvin Cook because he's looked very good in the onset. I was a big Dalvin Cook. Guy, if God forbid there's something really wrong here with that knee, that's a huge blow to a position that already cannot sustain because there isn't enough depth already out there, and Latavius Murray is not the answer to replace Dalvin Cook because Dalvin Cook is a top talent.
1: Yeah, I, I was saying uh, and. I agree that you had seen a third down back emerge you know three down back uh, i should say emerge here in dalvin cook and you know the talent is there and um you, you worry about i made the joke about the asiata mckinnon days you now you have mckinnon and latavius murray to worry between and You know, Murray's done it before, but you saw a real dynamic player in Cook go down, and uh, Tom Palacero, Andy, and Rappaport both saying ACL potentially fully torn. Uh, So they're going to do an MRI, as you said, on Monday, but this doesn't look good no matter what. I mean, I don't see this being any sort of, oh, it's just a a tweak, you know, it's not to no, be like no. oh, he, we we completely screwed up, but this seems like at least 4 to 6 weeks if if on the the light side, uh but otherwise it's a full year, you know, it's a full year of recovery, him getting back for for training camp and hopefully being ready to go. So, uh overall, you hate to see it. Um and you hope that uh, he comes through it a little bit
0: better uh, when he comes back next year. Now, I played my first tournament today, by the way, Dan. ...over on Fantasy Factor, and it's running all the Survivor Contests over there. So it's a $1,000 winner-take-all the Survivor Contests over at FantasyFactor.com. It's free to enter. You just sign up at FantasyFactor.com and make your pick each week. Last Man Standing takes home $1,000. That's what you want. Plus, uh, Fantasy Factor is also the exclusive site that just does single-entry contests, which is a lot of fun. I gotta tell you, I went on there and I played today, and, you know, unfortunately... Well, one of the lineups where I went on there and played did have Dalvin Cook in it because I liked where he was price-wise. But some of the other pricing on this and was kind of wacky. And I don't know if you've ever played over there, but it was different than anything I've ever seen. And I'm kind of curious after the night's over how it all phones out there. But certainly one that I think is worth going on there. And this whole concept, too, of the... You know, with the rake increasing, which we've talked about here on air, uh, on the main sites there, that this is another alternative place where you can go and play single entry, stay away from the Sharks and play and have some fun. So go over to fantasyfactor.com and you go over and take a look for yourself and see what I'm talking about. Alright, we're getting a break. When Dan and I come back, we are going to get to the studs of week four. There was a whole lot of studs to talk about. So sit tight, kids. We'll rewind more fantasy for you right after this. Welcome back everybody fantasy football rewind joe pisapia dan strafford with you we're talking right now about the studs and there were a whole lot of studs this week in fantasy a lot of duds too but we gotta take a little break first so let's celebrate the good i know dan and i like to be negative on this show well because it's a lot more fun but let's go over here and let's start with the quarterbacks and the guys who had a great day and let's start with andy dalton i mean why not 286 four touchdowns Yeah, I know he got sacked three times. Yeah, I know he fumbled the ball. But this was a really good outing from Andy Dalton. I think one you got to feel really good about and take a deep breath and go, okay, all right, Andy Dalton will get back to being that mid-range QB2 in super flex leagues that will actually help me out. So that is certainly a positive. But let's also talk about Deshaun Watson, who had four touchdowns of his own and 283 yards and a rushing touchdown as well. Five TDs from Deshaun Watson. Dan, I know we talked about Deshaun Watson before. Is this a guy now you think is going to, you know, you talked about him maybe being chalk starting the week, and then a lot of DFS people just stopped talking about him. Do you think now will the price change going into next week already, or people's thoughts of him change already considerably?
1: I think so. I think we're at that point where this was the week to buy low, to, to you know roster at a low price point. Um, I have not looked and probably worthwhile to see what the matchup is uh, because that does factor obviously into um, what these sites do. But it does feel like this is going to be, if there are more peaks or more rising action from here for him, uh, this is going to be the week you look back at and say, ah, I missed, I missed the, the week where I ha- could have had him at a really low price tag and, and
0: decent ownership. Well, he's at home next week, 8.30, Sunday night football, against the Chiefs. That's not an easy out. That's not. And so, uh, you know, you deal
1: with DraftKings, they don't have that Sunday night game anymore. Right. uh, Mm -hmm. On FanDuel... Um, and fantasy draft, you do have it. So uh, you, you, I really—that's th- think what I'm intrigued by. Also, from a DFS perspective, is really for those people who play on multiple sites, do they start to forget about the Sunday night game because it's not on DraftKings? Like, does it become a weird sort of situation where you're doing a lot of research, and if you start DK, when you go to FanDuel, are you, or, or sorry, more fantasy draft because their prices are very similar? Do you port over your your prices and your roster construction? So um, it'll be fun to watch and fun to see what on. Steve moving forward
0: absolutely also fun to watch on this day Cam Newton believe it or not three touchdowns uh, he did throw a pick but he also had a rushing touchdown so four total from him 316 22 for 29 all right and, uh, you know I've been just berating Cam Newton all week and I actually had to watch him in the pregames today I was watching him just work out that shoulder work out that shoulder which seemed like an hour of him just either you know, that or NFL network just looping on the entire this <laughs> entire <laughs> it was warm-up. Like a Yule log. It was I don't a know. Yule it, log. It, don't, don't it might have been. At one point, I'm pretty sure I heard, oh holy night. I could I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure that happened there. But look, this is a great great outing for Cam Newton. Now here's the trouble. Trouble is where's the carryover? The trouble is can we buy into it now? And a right. lot of it is his health and a lot of it's confidence level too. Are you back with Cam Newton? You're feeling good going forward
1: well i the thing that I love to see was that he ran the football, like and he ran right. the for, football with purpose, um put the shoulder down, put the head down, came up uh, you know, out of it quickly, and seemed to be just fine from it. Now, we'll see what this practice week gives us uh, whether or not we get any reports of of lingering problems, but I mean it he. There was zip on the football today i right. i am not I am not a a film guy i I am not that sort of football uh, uh analyst where I can sit there and watch different quarterbacks, game tape and all that. but you could see last week he was a different quarterback to this week um really seemed even off his back foot. one of his throws to funches on the slant pattern for the touchdown was back foot sort of leaning back and just zipped the ball in there, which was awesome to see uh, i it's tough to buy cam when you really think about it because he's had one huge season and the rest has been a lot of hoping for the highest upside but when he's not running that's the concern when he's not giving you the 40 the or 50 40 yards, yards on the yep. ground that makes such a difference that's why you know what Deshaun Watson can do and what Tyrod Taylor can do why they're so intriguing from a DFS and, and from a season-long perspective their floors are so much higher than a uh, uh, Andy Dalton or an Eli Manning uh because they give you those rush yards so I uh, I'm not convinced on Cam yet. I want to be, uh, but I really think he's going to be a matchup guy for me for now. Not somebody that I trust week over week as my starting quarterback.
0: Well, I'm going to tell you what. You know, I drafted Cam for this very reason in a lot of the leagues this year. A lot of my two QB leagues, I own Cam Newton because I kept saying to myself, look, this is a QB one that I'm getting at a QB two price. Okay, and that's a good thing because he has that kind of upside. So I'm going to hope that he gets closer to that MVP season and further away from last year. And I'll tell you what, the first three weeks have been absolutely brutal. This was a good outing. I'm going to have to buy back in because I've already purchased. And I think that's one of those things, right? You got to drink the milk once you bought the cow. I bought the cow. I sat the cow in the barn. He said, hey, look, the milk is good. I'm going to go out there and next week I'm going to try. Now he's going against the Lions. Lions are no cakewalk. I'm hoping it's going to be okay, But, you know. It's it's certainly one to keep an eye on. I think if you're a Cam Newton owner, in those scenarios, you gotta keep rolling out and roll with the punches. Also, Tom Brady with a good one in this one. Uh, Brady just continues to just keep crushing these 300 yard games despite the loss today in this one. Uh, also, in Carson Palmer a 300 yard day too. Anybody else on the quarterback side, Dad? Maybe one that kind of flew under the radar that was a stud today for you?
1: Uh, I, there are a ton. Of Jared Goff. Uh, like, yeah, I think, I think had you can throw really some numbers. Yeah, at James Win like there was a ton today. Like that, uh, James Winston had a great day, uh, and even Eli it, with a terrible game was fine. Um, so it was
0: it was a fun day for quarterbacks, to be quite honest. All right, let's go over to the running backs and talk about the studs of the RBs. Uh, you had some good ones today. You finally had Le'Veon Bell show up. That's what we've all been waiting for. A lot of people had a lot of Le'Veon Bell owners with those early, you know, you had the first second pick overall. You know, you lost Johnson. If you were Johnson owner and Le'Veon Bell, it felt like you basically lost him already for the first two games, the way he was just so lackluster coming off that holdout. But finally ramped up, finally looking good, finally looking like the Lev Bell of old. So I think we're just clear sailing here right now. We're, we're, we feel good, right, Dan?
1: I, I do. I, I I honestly, even with the poor outings, never felt bad. Like, I never felt like this was a guy I couldn't trust anymore. The people who were talking about him being washed, I laugh at you. Ha, ha, ha. Um, I think that it's absurd to think a talent like this would all of a sudden lose it. He didn't play in preseason, which is great for him. In weeks 13, 14, 50 you know, like, it's going to be fantastic to have Lev Bell then when other running backs are breaking down. He's going to be up and running um, at a higher rate than anybody else. But it's not surprising that the first few weeks were rough. Like, it, I don't think that's too surprising for anyone. Uh, no matter how much you're training on the side, it's not the same as gameplay. It's not the same as practicing with your teammates. So um, I, I never really worried overall from a season-long perspective. Great to see this. Great to see it in a tough matchup. Um, I, I think that uh, his performance was was great. Uh, ball Powell, obviously, Legarrette Blunt. good for you, man. Like, good, good for you, <laughs> good that, for you. You, you.
0: Well, I mean, you. It is. Look, like sixteen for one thirty six is good. That's that's hey, that's old school. You know, Legarrette blunt, give me the ball and get out of my way, kind of stuff, man. You know, that's yep. that's what you want to see. And how about Todd Gurley with another hundred yard game? Twenty three for one twenty one for him, averaging five yards a carry in this one. I mean, just looking like the guy that was a star and it's funny we talked about Goff earlier in hour one about you know how he was basically subject to that awful awful coaching staff and how it basically was ruining him and not that Goff is joe montana or tom brady or any of these kind of guys but he could be a useful quarterback all right there's a reason why he was taken at the top of the draft and scouts thought he could do something but he, scouts are one thing Coaching is another, and there hasn't been enough coaching and coaching those guys up matters. Systems matter. And McVay has obviously got a good enough system here where they're going in and they're even looking good. Look, I know the Dallas defense isn't great, but at the same time, it's still a a big road win and a tough place to go in there and go into Dallas and win. And I think this is a huge one. And I'm glad that finally we're seeing the Todd Gurley that we had hoped for, that we were waiting for, that just a year ago going into drafts, people were looking as a top three overall pick. And all of a sudden that went away. Amir Abdullah, another one today, 20 for 94. We talked about him. Ezekiel Elliott with a good day as well. How about you? Any other running backs that really popped for you, Dan? Uh, was it the Elijah McGuire on the big one? Was it Leonard Fournette doing it through the air and on the ground as well?
1: Yeah, I think I think Fournette jumps out a little bit here. Um, I, I think that's a good call. He, he got it done even in the loss. Um, and getting the the pass catches too for him. He's been sort of a ground-and-pound sort of guy. Good to see him getting more targets. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest one for me is probably Amir Abdullah, though, uh, because it's a guy that we've known in the past and, and somebody that has been hyped up as being an every-down back for Detroit. If he can sustain this, he would end up being a huge value, obviously, in season-long leagues.
0: All right, we got some breaking news here from Tony Sincott in the Sunday night game. Just let us know that the Seahawks defensive end, Cliff Avril, uh actually left the game with a neck injury, and quarterback Jeremy Lane is actually out for the game with a hip injury, so stay tuned for there as we get uh, more information on Avril and see what's going on with him there all right we've got more studs more studs at wide receiver to talk about and there were a few of them too some hundred yard games that we need to discuss some guys throwing some tds down studs at wide receiver well we'll tell you all about them right when we come back it's the rewind Yo, baby, welcome back to the Fantasy Rewind. Joe Pizzapia, Dan Strafford, talking about the studs of week four in the NFL, and talked about on the ground, talked about... The QBs. Now let's talk about the receivers. And let's talk about the guy who topped week four. And that was Keenan Allen. Now it was in a loss, unfortunately. But five for 138. A huge total for him. Not nearly the reception total that you're used to for Keenan Allen. Usually much more like eight, nine, somewhere around that range. But still, 138 is a total. Happily take his teammate Tyrell Williams. Well, he was number two right behind him, so the two of them over 200 yards on just 10 catches, still not enough. Now, Ty Williams did have the touchdown on that one, so that's a positive. But, Dan, let's talk about Charles Clay for a minute here. Five for 112. I mean, here we are. It's another week, another time we're talking about Charles Clay, and I, I guess we just all have to buy in now that Charles Clay and Tyrod Taylor got a thing going on.
1: I, it, ha- it has to be. It has to be. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's, well, I think also. Well, he doesn't have a lot of options, let's be that's frank. That's exactly right. You know? I mean, let's be honest. It's, it's two o'clock. The bar's closing. Charles is there. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, it is what it is. Um, I, I think you have Sammy Watkins gone, obviously. You have, um, trying to figure out what Jordan Matthews is going to be in that offense and you have a a security blank, whatever you want, you know, tight ends get a bad rap for being, you know, not being good offensive players and being the uh, default player when a quarterback doesn't have anyone else to go to, but he's been great and has done a great job of, of really honing in on that offense and, and being there for uh, Tyrod, he's been efficient, too. That's a big thing. Five catches, 112. It's amazing to see the top three receivers. Obviously, Williams and Allen, who you mentioned, all had five receptions, but all over 100 yards receiving. Uh, That's a heck of a day uh, for for anybody. Uh, Then you see Hopkins at four with 10 receptions, 107 yards. Let's be honest. As long as Deshaun Watson is quarterback here, well, let's— It's a lie. Everybody's throwing the ball a lot to DeAndre Hopkins because he's damn good at football. But um, you've seen Deshaun Watson and his target share just blow up on Mm -hmm. Hopkins here. Um, I don't see how you... He's a a cash game staple for me each week. Uh, His price tag has been pretty subdued anyway now maybe it rises after Watson and the points they put up maybe his ownership was up a little bit more on a set like DraftKings this week uh, but I love every week I'll, I'll I'll lock him in it's just the targets are there the skill set is there um, it's just I don't see a reason not to to love DeAndre Hopkins week in week out
0: he's such a beautiful receiver to watch play I mean and that was what was so frustrating last year like last year there would be the moments where he would finally catch a ball and he would turn a you know he would turn around run up the sideline just watch him and you go wow I mean this guy This guy's just a special talent, and it was just abysmal last year. The quarterback play was just so awful. And then, look, Watson's made him relevant again, which is terrific. That's what we were hoping for. The Savage era did not last very long. It lasted a quarter and change. But DeAndre Hopkins, you're right, Dan. I think he's the wide receiver of the day, clearly. Ten catches for 107 in a score. That's what you want out of him. Todd Gurley wasn't bad either. His seven catches for 94 and a touchdown were nothing to, to sneeze at. And then you got Stephon Diggs, who another guy, kind of like Keenan Allen, is a guy, the PPR monster. Only five catches for him, and he almost crossed 100 yards. Too. He had 98 in a loss, but there's another guy. It's amazing what people are doing. Des Bryant, another five for 98. Not a whole lot of huge catch totals, but some huge yardage totals. Now, Kelvin Benjamin, 104, a good outing for him. Uh, it was a week early on Mr. Funches. The two touchdowns from Funches today, that's what I was hoping for last week, and uh, unfortunately, you know, that's what happens. Sometimes you're a week too, uh, too far ahead. You're right, but the timing just wasn't there. Cameron Braid also... Four for 80 on the, t- on the tight end side. That's another one to talk about, too, with that touchdown. How about you, Dan? Was there another wide receiver that caught your eye? Was it Alvin Kamara's 10 catches for you? Uh, was it Odell Beckham getting back in the groove continuously? Or was it Michael Thomas? Who was the impressive one? To- oh, good. Welcome to uh, week four, Mr. Who.
1: Uh, you know, I, I, I think Kamara's in, uh, one uh, to, to, to keep an eye on, but I also love, I have to call him out, Tyler Croft, Rutgers graduate, uh, six catches, 68 yards, two TDs. So I absolutely love that right there.
0: Yeah, that's definitely a good one now. Now it's time for the fun part of the show where we can make fun of people because that's what Dan and I would much prefer to do. Uh, we yeah. talk about all the good outings, and the things you know about, but let's talk about the awful. Let's talk about the disgusting. Let's talk about the guys who ruined your day. The players that really just, you know, that you had high hopes for. Maybe that's how we should set it up here tonight, too. The ones you had high hopes for who really just did not deliver. Um, you know, let's start with Blake Bortles. And I'm going to start with him, not because I had high hopes, but because I'm still in this mindset and I have to break it. I have to go take the hammer to the mindset, smash it into a million pieces, Dan, because maybe the Jets aren't as bad as we think they are. And, right. you know, after last week, When he goes to his his home field advantage that is London for Blake Bortles and has such a huge day, you'd think there's going to be some carryover. But you know what? No. No carryover. Just 140 yards in the air for him. One touchdown to pick. I mean, Bortles is just exactly who we thought he was, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, um, he's not good at football. No, you know, he has some upside. There's there's going to be garbage time Blake Bortles uh, from 2015 in all of our hearts forever. Um, But... uh, I think that we we see that this team overall isn't great. the defense is okay. Um and Fournette's gonna be a good one, but what offense is around them there that really matters? Uh some injuries have hurt their wide receiving core, obviously. Uh, but Bortles is gonna struggle. I don't I don't think we can trust him, nor should we. Like I, I just no. don't think there's 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 just no reason to coming into the season trust like they wanted to bench the guy. Like we have to remember that. Not like, just bench the him. Of,
0: they wanted to bench him for Chad Henney. It's right. not like it's just benching him. Like benching him for, well, you've got another viable quarterback. It's Chad Henny. Okay, people? Chad Henny, Dan. That's not good. I don't think we had expectations for Derek Carr coming into this week, and uh, he didn't disappoint. <laughs> I no, right. I mean,
1: this you is, know. and it's so funny hearing people say, oh, Crabtree's out is going to be, uh, you, you got to get Cooper. No, oh, oh, no, 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 no. Just like, oh, it makes no, no sense we at all. We talked about and... that
0: this morning on Roto Experts in the Morning show. We talked about it, and I said, we were there were a million guys we get I said you gotta start Adam Thielen over Cooper. You gotta start this guy over Cooper. All, we were going through the list. You have to. No Crabtree is not a plus for Cooper. No Crabtree is like you might as well, especially against this kind of defense, you might as well just bench him completely. There's there's hardly anybody that I could justify going through these lineups with people asking questions. Starting Cooper. You just couldn't do it. Alright, Jay Cutler, obviously awful as well. So give me the because there's no more buys now, so you don't have that extra week to really evaluate things the rest of the year. And now, I also understand the schedule hasn't been kind, right? Because the first game is, you know, not when you're supposed to play it, right? So everything gets moved. And then, then the next thing you know, uh, we're going to England. And now we're on the road again. And, and I, I guess here's the thing. Should we just take a breath and go, okay, let, let the Dolphins get into groove? Or should we in Superflex leagues be starting to add shares of Matt Moore right now?
1: I, I think it is more than reasonable to add shares of Matt Moore right now. Uh, if you're in a two QB league or, or in a super flex league and, and you have that opportunity to, to add more as a stash on your bench, you're streaming QBs. Uh, I, I don't see how Jay Cutler, other than the fact that they, that they signed him to this one year deal, you know, like they, they made this investment in him. But I don't see how they're not having a conversation this week of, you know, Jay, this isn't working out. Why don't you go broadcast? Yeah, know we'll go find, go find somewhere to talk wait, about football. Wait till he starts because,
0: broadcasting. <laughs> yeah, just they, a they mess. Hey, uh Jay, you, you should stop broadcasting. <laughs> I mean, I mean, hey the Jay, guys. there's
1: there's this arena football
0: league. Oh, you know, I think you're allowed to smoke on the yeah, field there. So seriously. Oh, uh, just the worst. All right, let's keep going on with the dregs that was week four from the quarterback position. Trevor Simeon not great in this one, one seventy nine a touchdown, but he did get the job done. He got him to the win. But Deshaun Kaiser was awful. 118 16 for 34. You know, I know there's the experiment here with Kaiser of saying, "Okay, is he going to be the guy?" And so far I understand what he does with his legs is exciting, I understand there's some raw talent, I understand the swag, all the things that he brings to the game, which is great, but I think if we have got to be honest with ourselves, I think the Cleveland Browns are still looking for a quarterback heading into next year's draft. Would you agree?
1: I you know, it's it's funny. This I know is a early. team.
0: Maybe I'm overreacting, but <laughs> I I think it seen is a it little
1: yet. bit. I think it's a little bit of an overreaction. I think that the big thing for me, though, is I loved Cody Kessler. And I know that's a, a stretch for a lot of people. Um, but but I loved what he brought to the table last year. And I thought he was actually an undervalued asset for them. Uh, and I was surprised they pushed Kaiser so fast. Um, not saying that Cody Kessler would be better. Now, I, I don't think necessarily the Browns would be 2-2 two two or 3-1. Um, but I do fe- feel like he brought a little bit more to the table than was credited last year and just wasn't given an opportunity to grow. Um, and so I don't necessarily think you need to go back to the well and try to find another quarterback. I do think they have to figure out who they are, though. You know, who, what, what sort of offense they're trying to run, what Hugh Jackson wants here, um, and really just honing in on it. You know, guys like Kenny Britt aren't helping here, Helping here, obviously. No, no. And the, and the injury to... Coleman, and it it makes a big difference. And unfortunately, Brick got paid and apparently stopped wanting to play football. Uh, I wonder if Kessler
0: actually took over at some point, if that would have a positive impact on Crowell. I think it would because I think it changes a little bit how the offense runs, and I think that would be the way to go. All right, let's talk about some of the other running backs. Crowell, obviously another letdown, but uh, I think we all were holding our breath or holding our nose on that one. Let's talk about Jay Ajayi, too, 12 for 46, another bad one for Jay Ajayi. I mean, what do you do, Dan? I think you're just stuck. I mean, I'm not taking, there's no way unless someone's just giving him to me that I'm taking Jay Ajayi because this next, you know, 13 games he's got left here ahead of him. I'm not feeling good about.
1: Nope, not at all. Um, And I think this is something we've seen. Like we saw Ajayi do great things at times, but when this offensive line's not playing well, he doesn't play well. He's not an elite runner in that he makes his own run. Like it was really when the offensive line was going well that he showed such a great acumen for for hitting the hole because it was gigantic um so i i was never really in a jayi truther i never felt like he was somebody that uh i would run after in drafts um and you're stuck now you are you're absolutely stuck it was good to see Lashawn McCoy have a better game but still he's struggling uh they're they're not getting really the big production you like out of him.
0: yeah i would agree with that for sure all right a lot more running backs to get to here We've got uh, Joe Mixon and company as well. You're listening to the Fantasy Football Rewind, and there's a, a whole lot of duds remaining here. We've got duds everywhere. We've got running backs. We've got tight ends, and we've got wide receivers. We've got more backs to discuss, and Mixon's one of them. We'll give you our thoughts when we get back. Joe a Dan for Fantasy Sports Radio. We'll be right back. that pool plays each other in week 17 all 16 winners play each other for a trip to the super bowl that is a, a fantastic fantastic opportunity there to go get your hands on some super bowl tickets and look it's free so i mean how else are you gonna get super bowl tickets for free i don't know unless you're like a player's uh, you know mistress or or wife or husband i i have no idea dan i've never been to the super Bowl. i'd like to go and if you would like to go you should go over to dailyroad.com slash DKMS and go do it. Go take care of it. They're raising awareness, more importantly, for blood cancer and how to help the disease. You can go in there. You can uh, sign up to be a donor. You can uh, also get all kinds of great information there as well. And uh, of course, you know, play a little fantasy sports, which is what it's all about. That's what you want to do. All right, let's get to some more of the duds. We left off at the running backs. Joe Mixon certainly won. Our boss, Mike Cardano, already on Twitter, uh, hammering all of us equally about being on the Mixon wagon and just get off of it. But you know what? We're on the Mixon wagon because we know what kind of player he was in college, and, and that's the problem. We know the talent's there, and so far it has yet to translate. I'm so patient if I'm a dynasty owner or a keeper league owner of Mixon. I'm not freaking out whatsoever. I'm getting a little annoyed. But what I told everyone going into draft season, Dan, was it's going to take at least six me- six weeks to get Mixon up to a point where he is ready to go. And it was well into October. Other people were telling me, no, it's going to be, you know, as soon as this happens, as soon as he- the offensive coordinator changes, that's going to be it. I think it's going to take a little longer. I still think it's going to get there. And I'll continue to try to buy Mixon shares cheap, especially if I'm a Dalvin Cook owner after this week.
1: It's uh, I'm buying, you know, Joe-, Joe Mixon for me is somebody that I didn't Honestly, I'll be honest from a I did not pay much attention to well, don't because lie of everything to me. that happened to don't him in college.
0: Well, You're I, 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 I want to be you and I to lie to me.
1: We want to talk football here and, and I want to go down. road. I did not pay much attention to him from a football perspective because of his college uh, issues off the field and, and right. what he did in the that incident. in that restaurant. I, it's the incident. yeah, like, it's I, an awful, I just it's an awful thing. And so I stayed away. I I know that the talent is there. I've heard enough about it, and I think that Cincinnati with Hill uh, and Gio Bernard for long enough, we've all been waiting for whoever's next, right? It's been that situation where you want someone. So you know the talent's there, and you now have this new offensive coordinator who's saying... Don't want to offend anyone, but I'm playing my best guys. Like, whomever that is, the best talented guys are going to be out there. So, I think you're right. I think this is even more of an opportunity to now buy where people mm-hmm. are like, oh, you know, he's a bust. He's an absolute bust. Yeah, Got to get off of him. Can't do anything about it. This is the time to do it. Um, The talent's there. The the opportunity is clearly there. Like He still got it today. He just didn't succeed at it. So um, I think that especially in longer term leagues, dynasties, keepers, that sort of thing, uh, you should at least be checking in with those owners to see if they're willing to part at a much cheaper price tag.
0: Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. All right, let's get to the rest of these running backs here too today who are disappointing. Christian McCaffrey on the ground was disappointing, that's for sure. Uh through the air was a little bit better, but again, nothing we're really writing home about. It was more of a game for Benjamin and Funches. Those are the guys. Do who you really write home often? Uh, you know, every chance I get, Dan. Every yeah, chance okay. I get. <laughs> uh we also mentioned chris johnson 13 for 32 the pivots now to, to ellington right i mean ellington's probably going to be the guy now or is this going to be just another circle I where we just keep going around and around that's the thing i feel like, like that's it well who is it you know what i mean like who the hell is it at this point i i don't know who it is it's got to be a default i'll tell you who it i think here's the thing i think we know who it's not okay it's not Kerwin Williams. David D- David Johnson. <laughs> it's well, Unfortunately, it's not David Johnson. It's not Chris Johnson. It's not Magic Johnson. It's not any of the Johnsons. None right. of the Johnsons are helping you over there. I think that's, that's the spot where we're at right now. Um, I'm trying to think of any other disappointing guys for me. This was actually a week for the most part outside of the Cook situation that it was a pleasing week at running back because you saw the things that were supposed to be. You saw Le'Veon Bell, which was supposed to be. You saw Bilal Powell, who a lot of us were hoping was a supposed to be, who wasn't, and then you know all of a sudden was again. So I think those are the positives you take away. And although LaShawn McCoy was better, still not exactly where you want him, but I think it's a trend in the right direction. All right, let's get to some of those receivers who really let us down and uh, made us— curse and yell and scream and take to the bottle by four o'clock because well some of us are already busted out by 1 p.m games but let's get to some of those names here let's start with Devonte parker now here's a funny one he's six for 69 right and nice. i'm gonna bring this up here because not because it was a terrible game for him right but i'm gonna say there were expectations in this one for parker that were i think people were putting on way too much on the shoulders of Jay Cutler being able to help Devontae Parker to, be, to be good. Right. To be good. And at this point, if you're a Devontae Parker owner and you see the writing on the wall here with Cutler a little bit, is it time to start shopping him off of this six for 69 game, Dan?
1: I guess. I don't know who you're really going to get to bite on that at this point. To be quite honest, I just don't see the the, the upside anywhere uh, for, Anybody on this topins team. No, and there really were expectations
0: bad. for him. There were expectations for him in this game. People wanted yep. Parker to have a big game against the Saints. I read about it. I was looking all over the place. I heard it, but it's not happening. Did not happen. Was not what we thought it was going to be. Landry too, another one kind of disappointing. But I mean it's all tied to the quarterback. I wonder too if it's a time to buy on any of these guys, too. Because if that quarterback does change, how much better more can be? And I'm gonna say more is sure. great, but I mean, at this point, anybody's better, right? Uh, how about Antonio Brown? Four for 34. That's got to be the worst Antonio Brown game ever, right? <laughs> I mean, if I, the I game would launch, be interested
1: to see that. Yeah,
0: it's got to be. I imagine like I imagine Tony Sincott knows that by heart. Like, yeah, I know he's listening right now because he has to because he lost a bet. Uh, either that or just a kind of weird penance like he went. Did something horribly wrong, and the priest told him. Now every Sunday night, he's got to spend time with you and I for three hours with this shit. I mean,
1: I think I can guarantee Tony's done some terrible things in his oh, life. him things. here.
0: I mean, I, you know, it's much. It's, it's easier to guarantee the awful things than it was him going to confession. I, I think right. That's, sure. that's what I'm saying. But Is it, one it, of those it, things like he walks into church and it lights on fire? Like I, the actual church starts to burn from the outside in.
1: I think it's more that like the confessional door just stays shut. Like the priest is like, nope, sorry, sorry, nope, can't, can't do it, can't do it, can't do it. Sorry, uh, like no. Chuck obviously, Norris yeah. of
0: confessionals. Like the priest comes out and he says three Hail Marys afterwards. Oh my God, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That is such a great. <laughs> you like that? Well done. You oh, like well that? Done. That's for you, Tony C. That's for you, baby. We love you. Um, yeah, but I mean, look off the top of my head, it's the worst Antonio Brown game I've ever in recent memory, 4 for 34. And if you had any shares of him in DFS, again, with Roethlisberger on the road, I don't know why you would, but that just had to be a crush. I mean, you can't come back from that. Not that kind of investment.
1: No, um, when you're paying up that high and you don't get anything back, it's going to be a rough run to watch. And this happens um, again, oh, much sure. like the whole Le'Veon yeah. Bell thing, like people freaking out. Um, I, I think that you're going to have these games from time to time for Antonio Brown. And, uh, especially to your point, this again, we all were, uh, you know, can't be on left bell because the Ravens defense Well, somebody had to suffer here. The Ravens defense is still good enough in the NFL to, uh, not give it all up. You know, this isn't the jets defense, uh, of week one. And it's not, you know, teams that you can really target the Cleveland Browns, uh, as it were. Um, I think Antonio Brown's a good one. I think Brandon Cooks is going to continue to be an enigma wrapped inside an anomaly wrapped inside a question mark. Like it's just going to be what this team does where you don't know week over week, what to really expect. Um, And welcome to the new England Patriots. Right. I mean, that's just the way it's going to be no matter how good he is or the talent is there. He is the East coast version of Amari Cooper.
0: And see, I told you Tony would know this and sure enough, Tony did. And here's the stat four for 39, October 16th, 2016 against Miami. Nice. Uh, but, so this is worse. It's four for 34. So yep. this is an all time low. Congratulations. Well done. Antonio Brown. How about Larry Fitzgerald? I guess it's October, Dan. I guess it's October. Cause it's amazing, Larry Fitzgerald's closed up shot. I mean, you know, I don't want to use it because it's so trite, but here it comes. Ready? He really does turn into a pumpkin. Come October. Sure he does. I mean, come on, man. Ooh. It is October. <laughs> Larry Fitzgerald just falls yes up the tents see you later guys um I mean I know Arizona's a place where a lot of people retire but Larry that's Larry true. could you please could you please just play through the month of October once in the last two years just once I mean he is Mr. September he really is at this point I mean I I, I think that's my new nickname for him I mean this was another just awful outing which should have been a good one I mean what do you do here I mean is it just normal Larry Fitzgerald it's October how do you handle this? I think
1: that the volume you're going to see out of Arizona is high enough that I trust Larry Fitzgerald's going to have more good games than bad ones, uh, no matter what the month is. Uh, Palmer's going to throw 40 to 50 times a game. Uh, that's not necessarily what Arians wants to do, but Fitzgerald's going to get his his here over the course of the season and um, Now, is it going to be 10 catches for 120 yards? No, but it's probably going to be six catches for 75 more often uh, than not. So I'm perfectly fine staying on with Fitz. And uh, yes, eventually he's going to be done. And maybe this is his last year, uh, especially if it's a really poor season for the Cardinals when all is said and done. Uh, But I don't mind staying with Fitzgerald at all here and, and hoping for the best.
0: Yeah, I'll hope for the best, but I'm prepared for the worst because I know what's coming. Last that's
1: year, how I live my went, life. Yeah, he
0: went 11 straight games last year. Uh, Welcome the to half, the Stratford family philosophy. Now. Welcome. That's actually your crest, prepared yes, for the exactly, worst. I believe it exactly. says that right on the on it's the, that, the, it's, a, a, the it's, a, pre- it's that.
1: It's the uh, family crest. It's <laughs> that. Uh, it's if you can't uh, dazzle them with your brilliance, baffle them no, with no, your BS. Yes. That's and then uh, it's uh, under, under promise and over deliver.
0: Well, I'm still waiting for the over-delivery, I can tell you. Oh, It's been 10 years, Trafford. Oh. 10 years, and I'm still waiting for this over-delivery. All that I, can... I right, worse is, is over-deliver. Worse? Oh, that's a great wrestling promo. Who is worse, Amari Cooper's two for nine, or Demarius Thomas' one for 11?
1: <laughs> who weren't who worse? Who
0: weren't worse? Um,
1: I think it has to be Amari Cooper. No, it's, it's Demarius Thomas. It's a worse defense. It's Demarius Thomas.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it's Demarius Thomas. That was a bad look. Cooper, I expected. Demarius Thomas, I was hoping. So, you know, a little bit more. All right. That'll do it for the does. When we come back, it's time for the little hot takes. Hot takes about week four. Is it true? Is it not? We'll see. Dan will tell you because he's that smart. Maybe he will over-deliver finally. You're listening to The Rewind with Joe and Dan. We'll be right back after this. Yeah, baby. I know I came to bring the pain. I don't know about you, Dan. Do you bring the pain? Cause I got a lot. Of uh, I'm, I'm in say. pain, but you're I, in pain because you're old. You're getting older. That was, I'm another that was, year old. Definitely older. am. Another uh, uh, 16 days. That's right. 16 days till the That's old right. till the old birthday. To the old birthday. I, I just had mine last week. I'm another year older, but I still bring the pain as much as I possibly yes. can. Because that's my job. That's what I do. I bring the pain, okay? All right, let's get to some hot takes. These are things that were just throwing out there for fun. And Dan will tell me if they're crazy or maybe not so crazy. And you know, all of a sudden you're the voice of unlikely reason. So let us get to it. Todd Gurley, hot take, will finish the year as a top three running back.
1: That is uh, possible. I don't think that's that hot a take. If this if this Rams offense is for real, it's completely possible. Um, I think with David Johnson being out, uh, Lev Bell slow start. Uh, you have Gurley on a good trajectory here. I don't think that's all that hot. On to be quite honest.
0: Well, because I'm thinking it's Bell, it's Hunt, it's Elliott, right? That's kind of your your big three right now. McCoy's kind of faded out there. Johnson's out. I don't, I don't think it's an impossible thing for sure to get through. All right. Hot take. The Jets will have more wins this year than the New York Giants. I know I asked it last uh, week and we laughed it off, but now I can't laugh it off anymore, even though I'm chuckling as I say it. So hot take. Jets, more wins than the Giants. Hmm?
1: That's disappointing. Um, and so I saw somebody tweet out who knew that the New York team uh, tanking for Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen was, in fact, the New York Giants. Um,
0: I think that
1: uh, maybe that's what McAdoo's doing. He's just calling terrible games so that eli is so gone a quarterback. next year. Right? Um, because Eli's
0: the Eli's the only problem there.
1: That's that's a hot take. I mean, that's a hot take. I think overall the Jets do end up going four and twelve. I think the Giants end up probably around seven and nine, eight and eight. When all is said and done, I do think they they'll roll off some games here, pick up a couple of games in the NFC East. So I'll I'll say it's a hot take that the Jets finish with more wins than the than the uh, Giants.
0: All right. Now, from the look of the AFC right now, how Oakland is, you know, kind of just blah, and the Patriots obviously can't play any defense at all. If Kansas City wins Monday night and goes to the only undefeated team left for now, Kansas City will have home field advantage for these playoffs. Hot take?
1: Hot take. Hot take. I think it, I, I would not be surprised if the New England Patriots finish 13 and three. Um, I know their defense is terrible, but I just, it's bad th- that that AFC East is terrible too. Um, so it feels like a, a built in six wins for them. Uh, you know, so I think the Chiefs struggle with, uh, Denver with the defense there. Um, I think the chiefs will struggle uh, a bit in some other their matchups. So I- I'll say that's a hot take.
0: All right. We got one more here for you. Deshaun Watson finishes the year as a QB one in fantasy. Hot take?
1: I don't I don't think it's that hot take when there's so many terrible QBs in the NFL well, like
0: I, Well, that's what I mean. It's kind of like the thing like I think Gurley's playing pretty well right now, but I also think by comparison to what's out there, you know, especially if a guy like Cook ends up like if, his, if he has ACL damage, right? And that's what ends up happening, then that's another one bites the dust, right? We, right? we keep losing guys. Hyde'll get hurt eventually cuz he always does. I'm telling you that I don't think it's a hot take either. I think Watson might actually be able to uh, do a little something, something here. You know, especially with Hopkins, something, something, a little All something, right. something, Mister Hopkins. All right, we are going to hit a break here. Hour two in the books. Hour three, we got John Law from Football Diehards. You're not going to want to miss this, kids. Stick around. More rewind. Joe and Dan. Right after this.